hidethingmedia.com. The network, oh, without constraints. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Wrong Term Memory. My name is Jack. And my name's Colin. Jack, how are you doing? Yes, I am good. And how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Yeah, really good. Um, before we start, um, a big, quite shout, big shout out to Simon, who bought us a number of coffees last week, and it was much appreciated. Uh, he clicked on the, the buymeacoffee.com forward slash wrong term memory link and sent a couple of virtual coffees our way, which has sorted out our hosting costs and stuff for this week, which is much appreciated. Thank you for being one of the good guys, Simon. It is really appreciated. And if we ever do a Hall of Fame of listeners, you're definitely going to be in there, my friend. Yeah, five coffees, that has got us up to about £55 over the last sort of month or two, which does cover cover costs, which is sort of all, all we're looking for. So high five to um, anybody that has done it or decided to do it in the future. We're just going to do a pretty simple episode today, Colin, a Q&A. Um, we, we, we don't get a lot of questions, um, but hello at Wrong Term Memory is still an email that is open, and I pulled together some of the questions that... Sort of sitting in the inbox. So, you all right with that? Does that sound like something um, we can get on? Very with? much all right with that. I'm a big fan of a QA episode because there's very little prep work and they're usually quite fun. So, yeah, so looking forward to this one. Yeah, so there's no rhyme or reason to these, I don't think. And I'm just going to start with Rob. He asks, pretty simply, what's your favourite dinosaur? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I think probably the Velociraptor. Um, just because they're they're both vicious, but also really really clever. And is that because um, of Jurassic Park? You're saying that? <laughs> no, yeah, but Jurassic Park is pretty much a documentary, Jack. Yeah. Um, the the thing about the Velociraptor in Jurassic Park is that as good as Jurassic Park was, and as amazing as all these big proper, I don't even think most of it was CGI. A lot of it was kind of models and stuff like that. It wouldn't have been as good without the Velociraptor. The Velociraptor's kind of made that film for me. And there's a new roller coaster just opened in Universal Studios in Orlando called the Velocicoaster. And it's all Jurassic Park and Velociraptor based. And I watched a couple of videos of the press opening for it on YouTube last week. And it just looks amazing. And you're in the queue waiting to go on it. And it's all like, it's as if you're in Jurassic Park when you're in the queue. And there's a big bit that goes dark and there's the windows and you see the outline and the shadows of the raptors running past the windows and stuff like that. It just looks so much fun. Um, so fingers crossed I get to have a shot of that later on this year. Um, but yeah, for me, it's probably definitely the Velociraptor. What, what about you? I kind of like the Diplodocus, because, just because of the name, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, good to read I, <laughs> I found out the other day, there was what? no medium-sized dinosaurs. Yeah, all, they were very, very big or very, very small, weren't they? Yeah, like... They were either like under 100 kilos, basically, yeah. or over 1,000 kilos. And do you know the theory behind why there was no middle-sized dinosaurs? Um, I don't know why. Because the big dinosaurs, they are like teenage dinosaur kids, were that size. So right. they, they sort of filled that space where medium-sized animals should be. It was like teenage dinosaurs, basically, that, that that were that size. So there was no need for middle-sized things, basically. Mm. That's, that's the most up-to-date current theory, I think, about the old dinosaurs. Like T-Rex, obviously, you know, everybody likes a fucking T-Rex. Yeah, they're pretty cool, they'll be arms in that. Yes, they, they are indeed. Like, they don't know about dinosaurs, they might have had fucking feathers. Um, people have just sort of made that shit up, but... Yeah, I was into dinosaurs as a child. Uh, we've had this conversation before, so I'm not going to get too deep into it. We'll move on to Jack's question. This is quite... Hmm? It's quite deep. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Madeleine McCann conspiracy theory? What one, Jack, would be my question? Because you've... That, that's a singular you've used there. Like, have you heard some of the more wacky ones, Colin? Like, she didn't actually exist. Because... Let's be honest, you've only ever seen, what, one or two photos of her? The one with the wee ever on top on, and the one with the wonky eye. you seen any other photos of her? Mm. I don't think I have, but I don't think that... Surely that's just the, the pictures the family chose to release, and they kept some private. Um, I don't know, let, let's, before we answer this question, before we give any thoughts on this whatsoever, right, let's just say that 
everything we say in the next two minutes is allegedly. And we're just speculating. Um, I personally think, right, my opinion on this is that that wee girl's dead, right? Um, our mum and dad were quite selfish and they wanted to go out and party. They wanted to have dinner with their pals, drink with their pals. I think they probably did a wee bit of swinging with their pals as well. And basically what they did was they gave her a wee bit of the old calpo. Um, just to make her sleep, make her not wake up. And I think they overdosed on the old calpo. And they panicked. And they decided they had they gave her too much and they came back and it was too late and they tried to cover it up. Allegedly. Like, I don't like what would be my it's not a theory, right? Well it is a theory because nobody knows. Yeah, I just think she got I kinda think oh, I don't know, pedal ring. I think that would be my a pedal ring that doesn't that doesn't do with her family though. She was just stolen by pedal ring, you think? Yeah, I think somebody was watching the I was going to say the dawn, but that's not right. The the, the room, apartment. the apartment. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. The apartment. They were watching it. They realised somebody went in, checked, and then they went in straight away because they went right. They're not going to be back for half an hour. So boom, in, out. You've got twenty minutes to get away. Jump in a motor. If you go sixty miles an hour, you're twenty odd miles away within twenty minutes. So I think that's what happened, and she got. Taken on order, maybe. Um, little blonde girl or whatever. That would be my. That's what I think happened. But again, it's. Well, that's the thing. We're never going to fucking know now. Uh, never. You're only going to. You're only ever going to find out if one day this poor lassie actually appears and she's been kidnapped and held captive for all this time or something. Which I, I don't know. I don't, I wanted to say that that would actually be a lovely thing to happen, but. Depending on what's actually been happening to her for these ten years, where she's been held captive, it, it might not be the, the poor lassie. Well, it's long gone ten years, mate. Like, it's like fifteen years, two thousand five or six or something. Yeah, a long time yeah. ago now. It's a, it's a fucking horrible story, man. Whether whether the parents are complying in it, whether they've made mistakes, or whether it is just a case of bad luck and she was taken, it's fucking awful. It really yeah. is. Like the the parents, like I watched. A couple of episodes of a documentary on Netflix not that long ago about the the whole the whole thing. Um, I don't know how we ended up turned it on, but we did. And the parents um, looked absolutely broken. So I just I don't know how how much you can act and look like that, like unless you're some of the best actors in the world. Because at times they were, yeah, they just look like broken people. So um, I don't think it's fair to. To say it's them, but yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, Who knows? But, but, but thanks, Jack, um, for getting us into that. Yeah, it's um, a nice cheery question, <laughs> mate. Thank you. Yeah. What's your favourite dinosaur? Where's Madeline McCann? What a start. What's up? What have we got next? Uh, John has asked, just The Office or Alan Partridge? Short oh, tweet question. That's a horrible question to ask somebody. Um, because they're both so good. And before you ask me, I've not watched the new Partridge as of yet. Either of the two episodes? Neither. Yeah, I'm saving okay. them up. I'm going to binge them. Um, okay, it's been wonderful. It's been very, very good. Lisa hates Alan Partridge, right? And we were recording this on Saturday afternoon. And episode two was on last night. And we watched a couple of bits and pieces and she was falling asleep. And I said, I'm going to put Alan Partridge on. She was like, no, I've got my bed if you put that on. And you're just going to sit and laugh. <laughs> so I will. I'll put it on. If I don't laugh in the first minute, um, I'll turn it off. And he literally appeared on the screen and I started pushing myself. Um, I love both of them, Jack. Um, but I think I'd probably just give it to Partridge because of the quali- the quantity of stuff they've, they've given us over the years. The Office gave us basically 12 episodes in a Christmas special. And they were all absolutely outstanding. But we've got two seasons of I'm Alan Partridge. We've now got two seasons of this time. We've got audiobooks. We've got podcasts. We've got... Um, the original Knowing Me, Knowing You um, there's just so much Partridge content out there so I think for that reason alone I don't think you can really separate the two of them but because there's been more Partridge I'll probably give it to that one Yeah I would probably go for Partridge as well same reasons as you mate like can you think of a like a massive miss from Partridge from Coogan and Ian um, Amando I don't know if he writes for them anymore but the writers it's the Gibbon Brothers now, isn't it? Right, um, okay, so... I'd, 
I, I enjoyed the documentaries like Alan Partridge's Britain or whatever it was. Yeah, Sizzled Island, stuff like that. Yeah, so that's um, it. Yeah. When he was sat in the checkout at Tesco's. <laughs> yeah, well, what's the one where he gets stuck in the fucking, like, the big factory overnight? Oh, that's, I can't remember what it's called, but I know the one you're talking about. It's, I don't think there's real, been a massive miss, to be honest, anywhere. There hasn't. Um, even, like, the the books that they've done, like, they, I know you've listened to the audio books rather than read the books and listen to them in his voice and stuff. It's it's wonderful stuff. It really, really is. Um, and that, it's really clever. that They've started layering stuff in it as well now. Like, do you remember in the books he talks about how one of his heroes is Ellen MacArthur, the sailor? Yes. Um, so seeing the new show, there's just this little thing in the background where he's in his dressing room and he's got a framed picture of Ellen MacArthur on the desk. <laughs> and, like, it's not even mentioned. The camera just scans over it for a second. But they've built up this whole world now and it all sort of layers into each other. And it's just brilliant. Um, I can't think of an episode or something I've done with Partridge that wasn't good. Even Alpha Papa, which I think was different from any of the TV stuff. It was a little bit more mainstream it wasn't so it wasn't as clever I don't think as the, the 30 minute episodes are but it was still absolutely brilliant um, really really liked Alpha Papa so it's as it as it Alan Partridge but the office is amazing and it also gave us the American office and I love that as well um, yeah never seen a minute of it oh mate you would really like it you really really would um, the first couple of episodes are a bit of shit because they film them pretty much at an exact copy of the it's UK a carbon show. copy that put that put me off years ago and I've never went yeah. back to it. It's I know a, it changed, it's obviously. Extra. It changes pretty much after the first season, and it becomes a, very much a show in its own right, and it's amazing. And it has oh, it's got hundreds of episodes, so there's a lot more to it. You get a lot more exposure to the wider cast and stuff. It's amazing TV. It really, really is. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Partridge as my favourite out of the two. Yeah, I need to I need to find something new because the only thing that I go out my way to watch. Weekly as Taskmaster. What have you thought about this season so far? I've really enjoyed it. Season 11. Um, I've only seen the first three episodes, I think. Oh, um, right, I've kind of okay. fallen away from that a wee bit, yeah, just because um, me, and, me and Lisa have started watching uh, a box set or something, and that's pretty much all we're watching just now. Right. Um, but they're all, they're all kind of stacked up on the Sky Planner, so I'll go back to them. Um, it, it's not because I wasn't enjoying it. It's it's been wonderful. Um, what's his name? Is it Mike? Mike Wozniak is Premier League. He's up there with Bob Mortimer and James <laughs> A. Caster, I think. He is. See the one where he chased the blood. Yeah, and got oh. it back. <laughs> oh, it's just amazing. Um, but no, it's it's still such such a good good show. It's it's oh, fantastic. So you've you've not seen the one where he gets his own task. I'm not going to spoil it for you. It's um. The story he tells in the studio is the funniest thing I've heard in a long, long time. And if anybody listening has watched that episode, you know what I'm talking about. I was like, tears of laughter. Like, and is that, the hemorrhoid one? Yeah. Yeah, all I've heard is that there's a hemorrhoid story. That's all I've heard. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Uh, where are we going now? Ewan, trends on social media, which annoy you the most. Um Getting on my tits currently is the unpopular opinion thing. This must have been a while ago he sent this email. So sorry, Ewan, for taking so long to answer your question. Saying something which 99% of the time isn't remotely unpopular. Um, you thought I would have read these questions and thought of a good answer. Like, faux outrage annoys me. Like, people like going out of their way to seek out annoyances and the example that popped to mind for me was I remember watching a UFC fight and it was brilliant but it was the women's UFC oh I remember this, this guy really annoyed you yeah yeah, I said that was a great women's fight and out of nowhere this guy must have just been googling women's UFC just to get pissed off at things, didn't follow me barges in to my mentions um, just call it a fight. Why do you need to say it's a women's fight? Because it is a women's fight. It's two women fighting. And his argument against it was, like, that's that's very sexist. They called me Ron Atkinson or something. And it was like, mate, like it would be different if it was 
darts, for example, that might sound bizarre, but if you want a sport where it is, it's not a women's match, it's not a men's match, women can enter and try and qualify and play against men. So that's like a, that's like, you don't split that camp there when it comes to that because they they play against each other on an equal footing, whereas it's women fighting. Like, it can't be equal footing in the UFC or the boxing because somebody would die, you know? But, yeah. yeah. So that, like, going out of your way, like, seeking to get pissed off about something, I don't understand why you would do that. The thing, is, the thing with that example as well is, though, that... There's no such thing as a UFC show with just one fight on it. So if you want to talk about it on Twitter, you do have to sort of say what fight it was. So it's not like you are saying that, that was a great women's fight. You're, you're actually saying that so people know what fight you're referring to. Um, the guy was just a fucking dick. Um, the unpopular opinion one does annoy me as well. Um, for, maybe for slightly different reasons than what Ewan mentions. He says it's because 99% of the time it's not anything that's actually unpopular. I think it's also used some in some ways almost like a I'm not racist but statement where people think it's okay to say things that are fucking nuts just because they sort of channel it at the start with unpopular opinion here. Um, so I'm not a fan of that one myself. Um, another one I don't like is I did a thing where they basically just I did a thing and then a picture of something they're really, really proud of or something like that. I just think that if you're really, really proud of something, don't play it down with a stupid statement like I did a thing. Um, I, I'll be honest, mate. I have never, I never came across that I did a thing. Oh, in my there's a lot of it. What a career, man. Honestly. Oh, there's a lot of it. A hell of a lot. Yeah. Um, I've got about one, forty twitters at the moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one which is quite annoying is people that start tweets with. So everyone who's been asking me. And then they give a little bit of information. So you'll see it quite often with... Um, so for everyone who's been asking, the jacket I had on in my picture from last week was a, a Louis Vuitton jacket, <laughs> right? No fuckers asked them that, right? It's literally, it's utterly bullshit. And you will know that because the response to that tweet will be tiny. It will hardly get any traction at all. And had everybody been asking, they would all jump on it and they would have found out the answer and they don't. It's pure attention seeking. It's like almost like somebody who wants to show something off, but doesn't want to be seen to be doing it just for themselves. So they make out as if they've been asked loads of questions, and that's why they're tweeting it. <laughs> my, my DMs have blown up. Yeah, my that's sort just of actually shit. fucking commented on the picture. Then <laughs> I get yeah. that, man. Yeah. Uh, the other one is obviously the whole follow for a follow stuff, and I know that's hyper, hyper hypocritical of me because. I did indulge in a fair bit of the old follow for a follow stuff back in the day when I was trying to build up my own personal Twitter. Um, but speaking as somebody involved now a little bit in podcasting, there's very much a bit of toxicity in the whole podcast world between follow for a follow with podcasts and podcasts following and retweeting each other and stuff like that. And it's, it's shit. It's pointless. It doesn't actually add anything. It doesn't move your numbers. It's a real toxic, shitty thing. And, other podcasts generally retweet other podcasts that they don't know anything about and aren't involved with and don't have any actual interest in is the biggest waste of time on Twitter. Yeah, it really is. If you want to hear more actual podcast conversations, we I interviewed Colin the other night for another show that will be on uh, quite the thing media called Quite the Interview. And Colin was my first guest in inverted commas and we took a bit of a sort of deep dive into the the podcasting side of things so if you want to listen to stuff about podcast a podcast about podcast basically that will be with you once Apple sort their shit out because they've been fucking people about for weeks now and <laughs> what do you think of their strategy of absolute radio silence basically just nothing maybe nobody will notice like um, is that like so no, bad press is bad press or no press is good in this What's happening here, do you know? Just for an answer, do, do check out that podcast because I'm really, really good on it. Um, in terms yeah, mate, yeah, of... Right. Thanks, mate. Um, in terms of the Apple thing, um, I'm not going to start setting a podcast and criticise Apple, mate. Just not going to happen. might be listening in if they're fucking coding, but... Just not going to happen, mate. Um, 
I just bought ear tags. I'm the biggest Apple fucking idiot out there. I bought two ear tags last week. Um, How much are these ear tag things? Well, it's quite funny, right? The ear tags are twenty nine pound each. Right. Um, but the the <laughs> the key ring to attach them to is thirty five pound. Um, right. So <laughs> I bought two. Uh, I put one on my keys, and I put one on my backpack, and I've not been anywhere since I got them. <laughs> Yeah, man, you're going to be working from home forever now. Like, yeah, totally. Where, where, where are you going? <laughs> I don't know, but it's a new Apple product. I had to buy it. Yeah. Um, I've just ordered the have... iPad Pro as well, so I'm waiting for that to arrive in the next couple of weeks. Um, so you're not going to get me to criticise them because I'm completely drinking that Kool-Aid. <laughs> I used to have a key ring years ago that you would whistle at, and it would beep. And it was that, that that was the the predecessor to the the AirTag, but that's what Apple are good, innovate. Don't create. There's, there's been key rings out there for years that you can fucking find easily, but we'll just um, do what we do. So uh, yeah, people on a, buy on a serious point, mate. They're on a serious point. They they're, they're making some major changes to their podcasts and the way they work, and they're kind of doing a lot of work in the background. Yes. And some of it has fallen in its arse and not worked properly. And they have literally hardly commented on it. They've literally said nothing and they've just left people to wait until the ground to fix it, which is a bit poor, let's be honest. But Well, at least you admitted, Amy, that's what I was saying. The, the whole radio silence thing is not, um, it's not ideal when we've got new podcasts coming out. Yeah, it's not ideal for us, for sure. But they've improved, they've improved so many, they've improved the whole world's life so much that they've got plenty of, uh, plenty of credit in the bank yet, I think, for people to get too annoyed at them. Yeah. So they're the best company in the world and all that. Yeah, but by the way, there will be changes to the the Apple Podcast app if you're not on the the beta program or whatever. Um, I, think the, I think the new one's out for good now. Right, it's okay. not a anymore. Fourteen point oh, well, four, six is out. Fourteen point right, five out. See, like normally when like I'm a bit of a dummy when it comes to stuff like this, but normally like fourteen point five would come out, then you get. 5.1, blah, 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 for a while. Why the big jump from 5 to 6 so quickly? Is it to do with the podcasting thing, or is it other issues? Yeah. 14.6, the beta out for 14.6 was pushed out uh, because of a security exploit that they found in Safari. Um, right. So they pushed one out really, really quickly. And there's also a bunch of new emojis and stuff like that. You can now get same-sex emojis with different skin colours and stuff like that. Yeah, I've, I've read the important stuff, man. Yeah, I have read that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, fourteen point five came out officially, and then this I'm on the beta program, so fourteen point six dropped for me like the day after or something like that. Yeah. And the the, the best thing about it, right, is as much as we love the podcast stuff and it's going to change our lives hopefully and all that sort of stuff, the best thing about it now is when you're in a shop, you can unlock your phone and pay with Apple Pay without taking your mask off. Yeah, you and one of our friends were buying on about that the other day in a group chat we've got. As long yeah. as you've got an Apple Watch, you can do that, which is just wonderful. Yeah, yeah, the podcasting thing will change, so we're going to have a channel called Quite Thing Media, unsurprisingly. So there'll be this show, there will be What Does SMH Mean? That will be on the channel, and other couple of Quite the Thing Media shows that don't really have any listeners or anything at the moment to to be quite honest with you, but they all group together under the Quite the Thing Media banner, and we're looking forward to seeing what the, the channels eventually look like and stuff like that. Hello friends, Colin here, the looks, the charm and the brains behind Drunk Term Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently, we've now introduced a £1 tier, where you get absolutely hee-haw, other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them, just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now, and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people, then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash memory, and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad-free, and lots of bonus content. See where we can go from, go from there. So there will be changes at our side. We're still going to be releasing free free stuff. Obviously, we're not going to completely 
be disappearing behind a paywall or anything. But uh, we've got some plans, and we'll see we'll see how that goes over the the coming weeks and months, Colin. But we'll move yeah. on to I just like just to to to, to put MD's fears at your at ease. Nothing we do now will change, but there'll be additional stuff that'll be out there should you want it, basically. Yeah, basically. There will be stuff behind the paywall. And I, th- I think you can subscribe for a couple of quid a month. I'm not 100% sure. I've not looked too deeply into it, but um, we'll hopefully bring out stuff that you that you, you still enjoy. If you want to stay free, stay free. That is completely your call. We'll move on to John. Uh, probably one for Colin, uh, but top five serial killers, reasons, etc., and a run down five to one. But always weirdly enjoyed Colin's enthusiasm when he's talking about all this stuff. Uh-huh. I think I, I'm getting quite harshly treated there because you're very much just as enthusiastic as me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been shafted there by fucking John. Um, we've, we've 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 discussed this before, so we'll, we'll kind of we'll, we'll do this as a collective, right? Um, in terms of. A top five, obviously, if you want to talk about deaths and people they killed, then that's one thing. Just your favourite, that's different as well. But the, the five that we always talk about for first is obviously Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, he's, he's the whole story about him is just fascinating, Jack. Isn't it? We did a whole podcast about him on another network before, um, where he, I mean, there's lots of documentaries and stuff about him now. There's, there's been all sorts of stuff made about him, but the, the way he lived and the stuff he did in his house and it was just mental. The guy was deranged and off his nut. Um, but when interviewed by police and everything, quite normal as well. Was, he was one that I found quite quite chilling. And most of them, I don't find many of them chilling because I kind of let it all just wash over me a little bit. But he was genuinely quite chilling, wasn't he? Yeah, because if you if you were going for numbers, you would look at the Colombians. They're really uh, good at killing lots and lots and lots and lots of people, like hundreds. Yeah. I think they've the got like 300 between them, 300 deaths confirmed. But with it rising to maybe like 600 unconfirmed. So the Colombians are good at it, but the, the Americans are, are the most interesting, let's be honest. Like 100%. One day as well. Like 35 proven victims, a lot more Much possible. More probably. Yeah. His whole suave thing, he escaped, he was a prison breaker as well. Like He, he broke out of prison. Yeah, he jumped, he jumped out a window in the court and stuff. Zac Efron or some... Yeah, like... Yeah, so... The Americans are the most interesting, I think, and my top five would all be Americans, I think. So Damer Bundy, I'll go for Gacy as well. Oh, the clown? Yes, the the children's entertainer. Uh, and he had like 30, 33 confirmed think, again, but more possible child, it's just. Do you think the child entertainer thing with him was... A cover, or do you think he generally enjoyed doing that as well? Do you think he's like just it was just a combination of both his interests, or well, was he, it just that he led such a double fight? life? Like, like the the Green River Killer would probably be up there as well in the, in the top five. Who, mm-hmm. like, like Damer was an outsider, like he, he a loner, like, stayed be himself, was a booze artist, would kick about the gay bars. You are. Gacy's and uh, Gary Ridgway were family men, held down jobs. Everybody that knew them said, oh, they're, they're Gary, he's a top lad. Gacy, he's he's really cool. Like, he looks after kids. I know they knew until they got caught, even their fucking wives. Like, I don't know, man, it's just the most bizarre thing. Like, it really is. Like, who would you stick in at number five then? Are we going to stick with an American or have we got somebody else? Um, Night Stalker? Night Stalker's a good one. Yeah, Night Stalker's a good one. Um, Green River's a good one as well. Um, we've just recently podded about that on a different network as well. Yeah. Something we might bring to bring to this channel at some point as well. We, we might do a serial clear episode of Wrong Term Memory at some point because it's something we quite enjoy talking about to do a deep dive into one particular killer. I mean, if that's something that you... You'd like to just talk about it in more detail, like, like I say, a proper deep dive, a whole hour or so on one killer. Let yeah. us know on Twitter or something, and we'll, we'll maybe do that because it's something we've done elsewhere and quite enjoyed. Yeah, we we did do a wrong term memory a while ago about the active serial killers in the world. Yeah, but that, which, that was, um, kind of was talked about a bundle of different ones, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but that was one of our more sort of popular episodes. People Everybody's into true crime, like people love absolutely. It, We've got another, well, we've got, 
I've obviously ordered these a little bit. Um, we've got another serial killer one. Uh, this one's from Alan. If you were a serial killer, what would be your MO? Oh, what would be my MO? I would wanted, I would want to find a way to kill people with. Well, actually, let, let me just rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a serial killer, which I'm not, and if I wanted to kill people, which I don't, I would want to do it in such a way that I don't get blood and shit on me. Uh, I'm not interested in getting dirty and filthy doing it. I, I would maybe Washington sniper up a bit. Like, yeah, or I, I would quite like to do what 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 are the old prison kitchen murders where you. It's a, it's a slow one, basically, where you you grind glass into their food and they die. It basically slowly kills them, but it doesn't show up in an autopsy and you literally can't get caught from it. Um, I think it takes a month or so of just putting a little bit of grated glass into somebody's food and eventually it'll basically rip their insides apart and kill them. See, I've, I've never heard that before. I can get behind the idea about not getting caught and I think one way to do that would be not have an MO. Yeah, like, or, or not kill anybody. Well, not kill anybody first, yes. But if you do have to, like, like have to, then, like, do tons of different shit. Like, Richard Kuklinski was the Iceman, and he was a, basically a hitman. So he wasn't like a, he was obviously a psychopath, but he wasn't like a, a necrophiliac or anything. He, he didn't do it for a buzz. He didn't get a hard on when he was doing it. Like, he done it for money. He done it for profit. But he would shoot people. He would poison people. He would strangle people. He would hit people with a bat. Like if you if you do if you murder five people five different ways, the, the police are looking for five different people. Yeah, that's true. Different areas, travel about more as well. I don't stop killing I, people in the same state. I don't go next door, kill your neighbour, and then kill the neighbour two doors down the same way. Don't believe in calling cards like a dick. Don't try and be a, a fancy ass. Don't yeah. fucking write a letter to the police like using fucking wingdings. Or whatever. <laughs> like, don't do that shit. People will. <laughs> Fuck, I just brought a memory back to me. Like, this is totally off piece, man, but it's so funny. But the subject matter isn't funny because it's about a paedophile, right? But he was sending his picture to. Not, he wasn't sending his picture. His profile picture was. Do you know fo- the photo booth app? <laughs> and yeah, an iPad. Yeah, he used the swirl. <laughs> Yeah, you could just reverse engineer that easily. Fucking hell. Yeah, man, he just unswirled his face and went, oh, fuck, there's John. (laughs) (laughs) That's John the killer. Oh, no. Yeah. So, I don't know where that popped in my head, but yeah, I wouldn't have an MO. I'd try to be a little bit smarter about it, kill people different ways, move about. Um, Maybe even, like, get the phone book out and, like, flip through it. Proper random. Really random, so you don't. Like subconsciously do a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking about it a lot bit too much. Makes sense. That no, does make sense. Um, Simon. I don't know. If, actually, I don't have a second name. This might be Simon that gave us all, all the Buddha. Uh, if it is, you're getting your question answered. What's the biggest regret you've had after a heavy night out, and how long did the fear last? <laughs> I can answer this one. Mm. Um. I've had loads of regrets from being a drunken idiot and stuff like that, but I think the one that I had the fear about the most was years ago I worked for a different bank to the one I work for just now, and I was working as a coach, and it was a Christmas night out, and it was at Hamden, in one of the function suites in Hamden, and I remember being stood at the bar doing shots, and the head of sight appeared beside me and asked me how I was doing. And I answered her, had a wee one minute conversation while she was waiting to get served. And after the conversation with her still stood there, like kind of talking to me, I took another shot and I spewed over the top of the bar. And <laughs> my spew literally landed on top of the bar, like projectile spew. It rolled off the bar into the ice trays behind it. Oh, fuck. It was horrific. And I remember her saying to me, Colin, what, what on earth is happening here? What, 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 what have you been drinking? And drunk, arrogant, dickhead Colin said, I'm that good a coach. All my people keep buying me shots. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a massively wanky thing to say. <laughs> it really was, wasn't it? Um, and I just remember her being pure appalled. They had to like close the bar. Well, they cleaned it all and stuff like that. And 
it was just awful. And this was like a Friday night. And we due back at work on the Monday, obviously. And I was absolutely dreading it. I went in on the Monday and she was super cool. She was actually really, really cool. She said, you seem to be having a good time. I said, oh, it was a great night. I'm really sorry. So I don't be silly. It's fine. But literally those three days in between that happening and going to work on the Monday, I genuinely was embarrassed, terrified, ashamed, everything basically. Um, but it was all cool. It was fine. But those three days were rough. Yes, yeah. I don't think I would say like I would have any sort of full blown regrets. A wee bit embarrassed, I suppose, about the daft things that I had done or said or acted, but like I think that's different from like properly regretting something. Like, yeah, I think you you regret behaviour and you regret like I remember being younger and I went to my mate, my, si- my mate's sister's 18th birthday party and I was only like 15. I drank at it and I lost my mates on the way home and my dad had to go out looking for me right. and he found me at you know Sainsbury's at Muir End. Uh, yes, he found me in the Sainsbury's at Muir End car park sleeping half under a car, a parked car. Yes, that's a badging man. Yeah, yeah, and I remember mum and dad being sore. I remember my dad basically sitting up all night because he was worried I was going to fucking die in my sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that gives me that gives me like the bit of, a bit of the fear and a bit of the cringe that I was so selfish and stupid. And I put my mum and dad through <clears> that. But in terms of yeah. big regrets, no, just being embarrassed by being a drunken idiot, really. And I'm very, very grateful that camera phones and social media were not really the way they are now when we were younger. Because can you imagine the videos that would be on Facebook memories and stuff like that every day? Yeah, had there been videos about when we were 16, 17, 18 and the nonsense we used to do, Jack? Yeah, I suppose if you want an answer about being regretful, like somebody tried to like, this is a little bit deep, I suppose somebody tried to, I've spoken about this on other podcasts, somebody tried to murder my pal years ago when we were like 16 and it was it was kind of like it was our own fault, right, but we went to a party Miles away from where we stayed, the girl's house. The parents came home unexpectedly and sort of, but then throw us out. They said, look, phone your parents, basically, and like they'll come in, they can come and pick you up. One of my friends was kind of like, had sneaked outside or hadn't got seen. He came to the door like 15 minutes later and said, hi, um, like, mum's just at the bottom of the driveway. Let's go. So we all left. There was no parents there, obviously. So we ended up walking about this place. We'll just get a train in the morning, basically. So we're going to fuck about for five or six hours. End up meeting a couple of guys, blah, blah, blah. And then he tried to murder my friend, basically. So I, I suppose being drunk, stupid, and like maybe not wanting to pay for a taxi or not having the money and just coming up with what you think is a fucking genius idea at the time. To wander about outside in the middle of the night for five yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. To wander about and wait for a train. I suppose that's that's probably the biggest regret. Um, yeah. So that was a little bit deep there, but we will move on. This is quite a good one from Graham. Uh, pick your superhero five aside team. Okay. Um, so just superheroes. Yeah, I kind of struggle to think of five superheroes to be honest with you. Um, the Flash, like, because he's fast. fast. Yeah, you yeah. would be pretty fast. Um, um, I'm not going to think too much about whether they'd be good at football or not. That's probably my five favourite ones. So you've got Batman, Spider-Man, yeah. Superman. Um, I quite like the Green Arrow. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. Who would my last one be? My last superhero. Does Guardians of the Galaxy count? If it does, I'll do a big, big Batista. Um, big yeah. Drax the Destroyer from Guardians of the Galaxy. Kind of like the, the goals are pretty small at fives, so like who's a big cunt? The Hulk, he's pretty big. <laughs> he would be pretty big, aye. We'll stick him in goals so that nothing gets past him. Um, Iron Man's pretty minted, so he could he could he could pop up pay for the pitch um, because it's <laughs> fucking extortionate. Yeah. Like it used to. I remember going to fives years ago and it was like a pound a head. Six pound a head now. No, last time I was played fives was about eighteen months ago now, uh, or even maybe even longer than that. Uh, the work. They work fives on a Monday, and it's like, even with a discount, it's probably like seven quid. Yeah, it's a lot of money for a fucking pitch for an hour. Yeah. I'm the same, I can't really think of anybody else. 
uh, Deadpool. I suppose he could pop in, like, wind people up. You know. Yeah, a bit of sledging, man. He would wind yeah. the opponents up big time. Uh, Batman as well. You, you pick Batman, but I like Batman. He's my favourite, so I'm taking cool. Batman as well. Who's better? Stone Cold or The Rock? And that's from Graham. Oh, God. That's like Partridge and all at the office all over again. Um, For me, it was Stone Cold. And that's just... I was only back into wrestling as a teenager from about the age of 15 to about 16. And mm-hmm. it, was, it was just Attitude Era. And Stone Cold was the the boss then. Rock was a kind of baddie. So I, I never really... Once I fell away from it again, I never really got his whole people's champion thing. So... That's my opinion, but I don't watch wrestling. As a big wrestling fan, Stone Cold and The Rock is very much Ronaldo and Messi. Um, and that <laughs> there shouldn't have to be a best or a favourite out of the two of them. You're just appreciate them both. Yeah, good. you're genuinely just lucky to have two people that were so good at the same time and that brought the best out in each other because there's never been him to like them since. And to have two people like that in the same company at the same time is, is unbelievable. There's a there's a new documentary series um, on the E Network in America. Um, I think it's eight parts each each week's about a different wrestler. And the, I think the first three have been on, and the first one was about Stone Cold. So it was a two-hour documentary on Stone Cold's life, and it was amazing. It brought back a lot of memories and stuff like that. But The Rock's amazing as well. He's, he's going to be president of America one day, so it's hard to not like The Rock as well. Um. I think if I could be a wrestler, I would want it to have been Stone Cold. But if I could be a person, I would be The Rock. I don't think there's any argument uh, with that. With that sort of logic there, uh, Mr. Gammon would shaving Alan Sugar's head and face finally confirm what's the best look for all of our Bossacks. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I don't think we really need to, to answer that. Like a wee boy, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, I read this week that there's not going to be an apprentice this year. Um, because of COVID, it's been going to be delayed again, which is a, a bit of a source of annoyance for me, Jack. Big fan of The Apprentice. Um, it's almost a hate watch. I watch it and I get angry watching it, but I still really, really enjoy it. Yeah, I've never not watched a full episode. Arnold Schwarzenegger took over from Trump. American one, aye. Yeah. And I, I liked Arnold Schwarzenegger 25 years ago. So, um, still didn't make me want to tune in. We'll just battle through these very quickly. A lot of them are sort of one-word answers, basically. Um, Graham asks, turkey or goose? I don't like turkey, and I've never had goose, so I'd take a guess at goose. Uh, I quite like turkey, if it's cooked properly and it's nice and moist. I like the turkeys all right. Love a Boxing Day turkey curry. No, I wouldn't, wouldn't thank you for it. Favourite beer from Steve? Um, Staropramen. Uh, Peroni maybe yeah. we we were at the pub for a football game and really looking forward to a Stara problem. I went up first round uh, three pints of Stara problem, please don't have that and I came back to the table with a couple of pints of Carling and Colin's face was something <laughs> to behold <laughs> oh because I'm it is. fucking disgusted with you I know it was still alright but it was still because it was cold and it was in a, in a pink tumbler it was still not bad it was it fine was, but we'd been building up that first pint of for months um, so yeah I had one pint of car and then very quickly moved to pints of dark fruits for the rest of the day um, but yeah a bit gutted about that but hey it was still a good day it was a wonderful day actually it was a great day Steve again I don't know if there's any sort of innuendo here pink or brown <laughs> um, pink's nicer Pink, yep. Favourite Will Ferrell f- film from Ross? Nice, um, probably. Uh, Step Brothers, maybe. Uh, for me, it's, it's definitely Anchorman. Not even offered oh, debate. Kind of forgot about Anchorman. Yeah, it's probably Anchorman for me, actually. Uh, Roses or Quality Street? Sorry. Callum? Um, Roses or Quality Street? I, I think I prefer Quality Street because they've got coffee ones and I like the coffee ones the best. See, the coffee ones are my sort of, sort of least favourite. And Rosies have started doing that. Yeah, Rosies have, for a long time now probably, they don't wrap the the good ones in the silver foil anymore. They're all in the same sort of wrapper. And for yeah. some reason that annoys me. They've, start, they've also started being dicks with the instructions as well. You don't get a separate instruction sheet in it anymore. They've started printing the instructions on the bottom of the box. 
So you're right. fucking holding the box of chocolates above your head, trying to read the instructions. <laughs> Deary me. Uh, Duncan, what's your opinion on Gabber music? Um, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. I used to listen to stuff like this years and years ago. Like Neophyte, Anger Fist. <laughs> like, how that's funny is that? Point, Anger Fist. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you come up with a name. Are you furious? Yeah, I'm angry. Angry Fist, that's it. Uh, evil, <laughs> evil Activities was another one, so that there's a certain vibe to it. Sounds it's, awful. Um, yeah, it is pretty awful, to be perfectly honest. Um, this is one specifically for me from Calm. This is going back to old network stuff. Who, in your opinion, is the most bastardly Chinese man, woman in history? I suppose Chairman Mao was pretty bad. Like, I think he was responsible for the deaths of about 70 million people at a point. So, yeah, I don't think you can sort of look past somebody who's killed literally millions of people. Um, like, not just that, he would, like, mass repression. He would, like, he, he didn't like people having other religions and cultural stuff. He would smash all that shit up. And he was just sort of very totalitarian, is that the word? Um, it's as good as we're going to get, I think. Yeah, totalitarian, that'll do. Yeah, he, he was a, he was a naughty, naughty bastard, old German Mao. He was, but like, it wasn't even black and white, it's just drawings, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I like so it's, it's, does, it, does it matter if it's that long ago? Um, oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, now, obviously, obviously he has the answer, <laughs> but let's let's give props as well to if it did originate in China, whoever started this whole COVID nineteen thing, because I will never ever get over the fact that I lost my holiday last year. Have you, are you booked up again? When, yeah. when's, your, when's your thoughts? I fly to Florida on the twenty eighth of August this year. Um, our flights from Glasgow got cancelled a couple of weeks ago, and they moved us to Manchester. Um, which I'm actually quite happy about because I reckon old Boris um, will be quicker and more fair and cooler about opening up travel quicker than that cow we've got in Scotland. So I'm thinking, although it's a bit of a pain in the arse having to go to Manchester, um, I think it might be worthwhile because it could be the difference between going or not because I could see the American corridor getting opened up in August and our first minister saying, oh, well, we can't do the same as them. We'll be open ours in October or something. So the mm. fact that I'm going from Manchester gives me a little bit more hope. So Villa's sorted now. The hire car's sorted. Everything's good to go. I just need them to let us in. Ah, well, fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. Barry asks, this is a would you rather question. Would you rather drink a cup of cold sick or just have a bath in warm sick? I think I'd rather jump in the bath. Like, how long do you need to stay in? Is it, is it in and out, or is it like a proper bath? Is it your own sick, or is it someone else's? If it was your own, you, we've all swallowed our own sick before. You could probably exactly. get it down in a warmer. Um, I don't just, know. It's, it's so horrible. It's, do you know what? The, see, being sick, I hate being sick. It generally makes me upset, like the actual physical being sick. And it's the smell. It's so potent, and it almost stings. I hate it. Because it's, it's, you're basically spewing up acid, aren't you? Like it's it's disgusting. Um, I'd probably, I don't know. You say you could you could down it quite easily, not if it's all chunky and stuff, Jack. I like a bit of fucking sicky lentil soup. Yeah. Oh, me. I don't know. Yeah. Thanks, Barry. Yeah. Um, horrible, that's Barry. A, a bizarre question. Before we move on, actually, like I'm really disengaged with with politics, and I have been for a long time. So I didn't bother. I didn't go and vote or anything. Now they can be Um Here, I said democracy. I can do what I want. But who was the who was the lassie that the? She's obviously a mad fucking dickhead. The lassie that had to go at Nicholas Sturgeon because oh. I found her oddly attractive, which is. Um, <laughs> I spoke about this in the group chat. Right. Her name's Jada Franson, and uh-huh. she's a horrible, horrible bastard. Like. Actually, she's, actually a horrible country. She's been involved in the English Defence League and Britain First and stuff like that. Right. She's awful, but she's a sexy cow. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's she's definitely the sexiest sexiest racist I've ever seen. Um, so 
I, I, I did enjoy Nicola Sturgeon and her arguing in the street because it was the, the two opposite faces of evil, to be honest. Um, but yeah, Jada is quite a sexy cow, but a horrible, horrible bird. <laughs> oh dear. And Gary, Gary Morris, our friend, favourite experts number one. You must have sent this fucking months ago, mate, months and months ago. <laughs> Um, I'm going to be a bit of a dickhead here and say Rage Against the Machine, uh, Killing in the oh, Name. Why are you um, saying that? Because I'm being a dickhead, mate. Um, I'm going to go with the number one from 1988, I think, 1987, Always On My Mind by the Pet Shop Boys. Uh, that's just as wanky in a different way. Uh, no, it's not. Pet Shop Boys <laughs> are wonderful. <laughs> oh, well, I think that, that'll do us, mate. Um, It'll do it because there's no more questions left. So. Well, it's going, it's going to have to do it then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Hello, wrong time member, if you want to send in any questions, and we can always, may not do a full Q&A, but it's always good to get that um, extra little bit of content. But yeah, we will... it, doesn't have to, it doesn't just have to be questions either. Send us anything. So we, we do like stories, an email. Yeah. We, um, send us we, content we send, links. We set up a, a thing on the website where people could send messages to us directly from the website. Unfortunately, it's just fucking bots and spams that are using it currently. We keep yeah. getting offers of business centres, we keep getting robots sending us stuff, people want to do collabs, and it's basically just fucking robots searching the internet for things they can fill in and send to people. So mm. we'd love to hear from some actual people, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Eric has been in contact a few times. Hi, how's it going? Fuck off, Eric, you yeah. robot bastard. <laughs> fucking short circuit bastard. Yeah, I wait to fuck that'll do us today, I think. So, as always, Colin, cheers, buddy. Pleasure, mate. Speak to you soon. Hey, guys, we'll speak to you next week. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> oh, dear. Browse only the best pods in the best network. Quite the thing media.com.